This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com and our affiliate partner, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance, the company that gives you peace of mind and protects your four-legged family members when you need it the most. Get your free dog insurance quote by going to FamilyDogFusion.com slash insurance. This is Devin Best, co-founder of Family Dog Fusion and co-host of Discover Your Dog. In episode 50, professional dog trainer and canine linguist, Benny Copeland, shows you a great way to track your progress. Also, discover why you need a training log to train your dog. And stay tuned for two more of Benny's postulates that bring it all together. All in this flippity-floppity episode of Discover Your Dog. Before we get started, dog lovers, please remember that show notes for today's episode can be found at discoveryourdog.com slash episode 050. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We love reading the reviews, and it helps the ranking and the visibility of the show. Lastly, remember to download your copies of our eBooks, Three Tools for Training Your Dog, Potty Training Your Puppy or Dog, and the video, Walking Your Dog on a Leash by going to familydogfusion.com slash register. With that, let's get started. So, Benny, what, uh, what problem are you going to solve for our dog lovers today? Why do I just got to solve a problem? I mean, aren't <laughs> they coming on here for something like... <laughs> oh, man, the lazy dog trainer. <laughs> aren't they just coming on here for just to listen to our happy... Uh, <laughs> Our, our witty repartee. Our witty repartee. <laughs> we'll have to see how witty it is today before we... Uh... A linguist. Um, oh, so today, yes, we are, we are solving a problem today. One of the things that um, when I'm talking about or, or working with owners is that I've talked to them about, you know, tracking the things that they're doing on a daily basis. Um, I talk about, you know, did they know how many times they corrected and things like that. So I'm actually going to reverse our uh, normal um, format and I'm going to do the homework first. And then at the end, we're going to talk about how that relates to a couple of my postulates. So I thought I'd just jump into the homework and we explain afterwards why. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so when we do this homework today, I'm actually going to, I'm doing a little video. So we're going to add that in to the show notes or a link to that into the show notes so that you can go along with what, um, uh, what I'm talking about today. So hopefully it'll be a visual in explaining um, what we're talking about, what I'm talking about. The only things you need are a calendar. Now, what I've done is just on a piece of paper is I've made up a little calendar um, starting because this should come out on the 21st of September. So I'm starting on Sunday, the 25th. And then the other thing you're going to need is to figure out what behavior you want to work on. Now, you can get any kind of calendar. It can be one of those big desk calendars or it can just be a small wall, wall calendar. Either thing will work because you're just going to be making a daily tick on each of the calendars. It can be an X, a tick, or whatever it is that you need to know 
um, that you need to see each day, and we'll go into explaining it. Some examples of behaviors could be that you work on uh, jumping up, um, pulling on the leash, play biting, anything that you want to work on that you know you're having issues with your dog. Um, you're going to pick that one behavior, and you're only going to work on that one behavior ten times per day. So let's use jumping up as the example. So 10 times a day, you're going to tempt your dog to jump up. It could be with your kids. It could be with your spouse or a friend or even on yourself. So you're just going to set it up that you tempt your dog 10 times throughout the day. Now, you could do this all at once if you want to, all 10 times, or you could spread it out. Really, if you did it all at once, this should take no more than five minutes if you do this homework 10 times a day. Um, also, when you, if you do spread this out, obviously it's only going to take a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, but literally, totally should take no more than five minutes in a day. So you should be able to complete this one bit of homework. Now, I will say there are going to be other times throughout the day, and when I talk to an owner or a client, I tell them that behaviors are 24-7. You should always be working with and working on behaviors, but to set up this homework is only 10 times a day. And when you do this, look for times that would really elicit the behavior that your dog would jump up. Is that a good word, Devin? Perfect word. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. All right. So, so it might entice your dog to jump up. Like some of those times are when maybe kids come home from school or a spouse comes home from work or you have friends come over and visit in the evening Um, These are times um, and triggers for your dog to jump up. So you have to be ready and you have to have your leash on your dog before these moments happen and knowing that you're going to work on the behavior. So you might actually call your friend or your neighbor to come over and tell them, you know, be here at this time. I'm going to work on my dog um, and I'm going to take five minutes to do this homework and then you guys can do whatever you want to do at that point. So here is the homework, and here is your training plan. Now, for ease of understanding, I told you that this should come out on the 21st. I'm going to start my calendar on Sunday, September 25th, and I will just put a little S on my calendar, and that kind of looks cheesy there, but it, it works. All right, so that is my start day. So... On Sunday, I set up the temptations with my dog. And let's say Sunday, because it's my first time to do it, I'm going to do all 10 at one time. So I have um, maybe my friend, uh, let's say I had Tam and her two kids. And so I have Tam come tempt my dog to jump up. If I have to crack, no, I say no and walk away, give it a couple seconds. And then I walk back with my dog. Now, of course, as long as my dog's staying on all four legs, and approaching, then um, I'm praising. Good boy, good job. And as she tempts again, and of course, the better the dog gets about staying on the ground, the bigger the temptation. You know, she might get real excited um, to get uh, the dog to jump up. And then if she jumps again, no, and take her away. So as I keep doing this, there's going to be moments that my dog actually stays on the ground and I get an opportunity to praise. And then if I get that really good result, then I'll take her away again just so I can end on that good result. 
So let's say I do it, you know, three or four times with Tam and then a couple times with each of the kids and then maybe a couple times with myself. And through that whole 10 times that I do it, I had to correct eight times out of 10. So I corrected eight times out of 10 and I got two praises out of it, which is good for the very first time. All right. So on my calendar, I'm going to tick off eight days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and Monday. So now I've put a big red X on every day all the way to Monday, October 3rd. Now, what these X's mean, what these ticks are for is it means now because I got eight corrections and I'm only working on this 10 times a day. And remember, my rule is for every one time you correct your dog, you have to praise them 10 times for making the right decision. Now, because I corrected eight times and I'm working on it for 10 times a day, this adds eight more days that I now need to work on this. So that puts me all the way to October 3rd. So let's just say my next day is Monday, September 26th. And again, I'm going to work on this with maybe a friend coming through the door or maybe my spouse coming through the door or your spouse or whoever it is that you want to work on. And you're going to work on it now, the 26th. Now, just remember, at this point, you have to do this every day all the way up to October 3rd. So on the 26th, you do it again the next day. And let's say this time you only corrected your dog six times and you got four praises out of it. So again, I'm going to go back to my calendar and I'm going to mark off six days, which we Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, and Sunday. All right, so now I'm all the way through October 9th. So on my calendar, I've now gone through October 9th that I know I'm going to have to keep working on this, and I've already done the Sunday and the Monday, and we're good. So now I go to um, September 27th to continue my next 10 times working on it. So let's say this day was really a bad day because my child brought a friend home from school and this friend was really exciting my dog, okay? So I worked on it, put the leash on my dog and I worked on it and I had to correct 10 out of 10 times. So I go in and I mark, take 10 days off, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, and this puts me through Wednesday, October 19th. And I now have to keep working on this all the way through Wednesday, October 19th. Even if the next day I only get one out of 10 corrections, so I get nine praises and one correction, I just add it to one more day. So are you getting the picture? If you ever are doing this and you reach that last tick without ever adding another tick or red mark or whatever it is that you do to your calendar, you now have reached the moment 
that you have praised your dog 10 times more than you corrected her. Now, this is in your homework. This is in the time that you set it up and you do things. And there is going to come a day that you're going to get 10 out of 10 praises. And that's your whole goal. The thing about it is, is that most people at that point, they quit. What I want you to do is continue working on it through every X'd out day until you have reached that last day and increase the distraction, increase the temptation, increase the things that are triggers for your dog to jump up, like the doorbell and things like that. So the more and more you're working on it, what you're looking for is for your dog to choose to stay on the ground. And you're teaching yourself as well as your dog how to look for those good behaviors and to continue praising for making the right choice of staying all four paws on the floor. So now you're looking for that moment for you and your dog. You're looking for the moment for you to be watching for your dog to keep all four paws on the floor so that you can praise in those moments. And now your dog knows what you want and what you expect. And if you quit too soon, you're going to see your dog go back to those behaviors. And that is what my postulates are about and why I wanted to do this homework so that you have a way to actually track your progress throughout this process. Man, I got to tell you, that is much less daunting than hearing that it's going to take 30 days to correct this behavior or 45 days or whatever it is to correct each individual behavior. And like when I hear that, I think, oh, God, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's just too much work. If I'm just thinking of it like, okay, the next little piece and then the next little piece and the next little piece, that's a lot more digestible for me. And also the fact that you incorporate your like the whole point of this is to get our audience to that level where they're at that 10 to one ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, that's that's great. That's very clever. Well done. Right. And that's the thing. And and we even talked about that in the uh, episode 16 where I talked about um, uh, it was 30 days to an obedient dog. We even talked about that, that where I didn't want to do something 30 or 45 or 90 days in a row. So I came up with that 10 to 1 rule, and that's where I came up with it. And that's where what this comes off, um, where it comes down to on this, is that I created two, or I came up with two theories um, in the training. One of those theories um, we actually talked about is that that I truly don't believe that a dog has learned something until she has done that thing a thousand times. So in this situation, that means that my dog has approached someone and stayed on all four paws with my expectation, you know, in a situation where I'm there to praise him. So when my dog has made that choice to do that a thousand times, then I truly feel like that my dog has learned that thing. Now, how did I come up with that number a thousand times? And it comes down to one, because of my 10 to one rule that I have to praise my dog 10 times for every one time that I correct him. And then the other one is, is because um, I like to keep things simple. Remember, it's I do things in threes because it's easy to remember and I like to keep it simple. So if you think of it, 10 times 10 times 10 or 10 to the third power is a thousand. So if you, if your dog makes that choice a thousand times, that's when I believe your dog has done that, has learned that, and has really understands it. And the other postulate 
is that when you have praised your dog 10 times more than you've ever corrected your dog, then your dog will then start to make that choice on its own. And it's up to you to have kept up with it. And that's where the homework comes in today, that you've kept up with it so that you know in the lifetime of my dog, I have praised my dog 10 times more than I've ever corrected my dog. And I've said that about Molly with regards to her staying on the floor, choosing to stay on the floor over getting on the furniture, especially if I'm at someone's home or anywhere, she chooses to stay on the floor because she knows that that's what I want her to do because I still give her, you know, would still give her praise when she would choose to do that. Okay. So hearing all this, um, you know, because I'm not seeing that video as we go along, um, I'm, I'm envisioning what you're saying here. And I, I can only say that I'm glad that you did this visual tool, this video that we're, that we're um, supplying for the audience today, because this, like, I think the effect is very powerful. Like the, the reason to do this is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to help our audience really have like a personal degree of accountability in their dog training. So instead of doing like me, my reaction is, God, this is too daunting. I don't want to even you know, think about this. I'll do it whenever I think about it. Well, then I, right now I got this little tool in my hand here, you know, this little tool that says, oh, another red X. I must have, you know, that must mean one more day of training and another red X, you know, so it's very simple. It's got this built in visual way of telling when I need to do more work. And it also tells me when I'm done with that part of the work. So I think it's a great system. Right. It does give that, it gives that the the two things that I really like about that. Like when I came up with this um, homework, Uh, And I started talking about this probably a year or so ago to my clients about if you want to keep up with this. Number one, you only do it 10 times a day. So that creates that if I correct once a day, it adds another day. You know, I correct once, it just adds one day because I'm going to work on it 10 times a day. And working on it only 10 times a day takes very little time. You know, yes, you have to put them in situations And the chances are you're going to be spending that much time with your day just kind of hanging out anyway. I mean, if your dog's in your home and it's part of your life, you're going to be spending five minutes a day or more with your dog. So why not take five minutes and just really work on something that you, how you want them to behave anyway? I think what happens too with a lot of people is that they get caught up in, well, my dog's really good in this situation. Why would I want to keep working on it? And that's the part that you have to go to when you're doing this calendar. So if your dog is really good at staying on all four legs when you introduce to your spouse, that's really good successes. So you want to keep doing that so that you're giving your dog this opportunity to go, hey, this is what she wants me to do or this is what he wants me to do in this situation. So then when it comes to that time where it's your kid's friend or someone else and you give one or two corrections, then he knows that there's a new choice to make. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, um, I wanted to relate something to you. I've been, you know, the, the dogs in my parents' house, um, Gizmo and Macy. I have uh, over the past several years trained Macy to, uh, to howl on command. And which is hilarious. And Gizmo's always, you know, he's never like wanted to have any of it. It's like, he just looks at me. No, dude, no way. Well, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I got finally got him to make some progress with this. And I've been looking for those opportunities to praise. But not only that, not only that, I got my parents to start looking for it too. So when he starts doing a certain type of, of, uh, of reaction to the same stimulus that I'm giving Macy, Mm -hmm. um, my parents have been doing it. And I'm telling you what, 
it is definitely a whole family integration thing. Now yeah. I can see like I can see the advantage, you know, me doing this on my own, whenever I happen to see those dogs, that's one thing, but getting the family involved in actually doing it, I can see that they've been working on it. At least my mom has been, my dad hasn't right. been doing it. I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> but my mom has certainly been playing around with that dog and like doing some of this, um, this praise at the moment when he's doing this little howl, because it's starting to, he's starting to do it now. So right. it's cool. <laughs> all of a sudden he's going to be howling all the time. You're going to be going, Oh, okay. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, maybe so, but only on command, right? You're teaching us right, ways right. To, to control that stuff. Yeah, too, that's so. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the, the kicker is seeing them take off and do it on their own finally. And it, I think it's because of the simplicity of it. And like once my mom got it to start looking for moments of praise, whenever she, you know, wanted to support this little game that we're playing with gizmo that uh, it's very easy to see when he's doing it. Praise, 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 praise. And to yeah. see him do more of it gives her more opportunities. So cool, well, man. You th- give her something like that now to work on, like, and it's fun and it's easy. Then when it becomes a behavior that she, you know, makes some comment about, you know, God, I wish he'd quit doing this. Then you can turn it like that would be the point. Well, look for these moments. Start looking for these moments. Yeah. Remember how we did this? You know, remember how we worked on getting them to howl? That's how you do it with this. It's just that's the desirable behavior, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's going to like in in. Well, without complication, we have such difficulty getting people to think in the affirmative sometimes or to understand the concept of thinking in the affirmative. And if I can just use that as a, remember how we got them to howl, mom, because we were looking for something for him to do well. Well, that's what you need to do with this, you know, help her kind of like builds in that obligation for her to think of it in the affirmative. Without you being instructional or teaching, you know, because you can't teach your mom and dad, that's for sure. (laughs) Have you met them? Is that why you know that? (laughs) It's just everybody's the same way. I can't teach my mom and dad. I can't teach my kids. I can't teach my spouse, you know, so (laughs) you got to look for those ways. Yeah. And if it's, if it's a game, if it's already fun, then something to build off of. So that's good. That's a really good, uh, really interesting way that we've done the show today. And I'm sitting here noticing how little I've spoken, you know, and like you, you always do the homework segment, almost always do the homework segment front to back without my involvement. And it's a very long homework segment today. So it it took over the same length as our main topic usually does. We're pretty close. And then, so I'm sitting here thinking, am I going to be on this show today? (laughs) (laughs) And it naturally worked in, you know, and that's really the the thing about it. Like, and, and what I've always loved about our show and what I've loved about the fact that, you know, you do have these dogs that you interact with and you don't really know a whole lot about dog behavior when we started this off. And um, I told you that I'm going back and listening to all of the episodes starting from number one just to get <laughs> right. some reference points and right. stuff. And it's really interesting to listen to you. Like you don't have those discovery moments like you used to up front, you know. Huh. And it's still good that you, I still catch it. Like I go, okay, I've really explained this in a way that you, it made sense to you on something. Cool. So that's really, that's really cool to hear. Um, maybe the student will one day become the master. Yeah. <laughs> and if you strike me down, I shall only become more powerful. <laughs> okay. Well, cool, man. That's great. Are you? Um, have we covered the main topic enough to move into? So, yeah, I think we covered because I really just wanted to do the go over those two postulates. So, in summary, we worked on homework so that you would create a calendar so that you could work on any one behavior for five minutes or less a day. Uh, we also talked about one of my postulates, which is that I believe that a dog truly does not know something until that dog has done that thing a thousand times. And also my other postulate, which is once you have reached a lifetime 
phrasing of 10 times more than you've ever corrected your dog, then your dog will start to make that choice on their own. So thank you. As we were building this show today, I thought that it would be this really great idea if we <laughs> had this great idea to videotape um, Benny doing this, you know, like a visual explanation of what this really challenging homework was today. And in the process, I really vexed his life. I, I uh, made him go out to his car to get his earbuds or something and spilled root beer all over some important legal documents. And, and uh, so the sacrifices today are hopefully worth the value. Benny's recording himself doing this. And this is something that we're making available to our audience to make this a lot easier for you to digest. So if you'd like to take a look at that video, you can go to familydogfusion.com slash calendar video. And you can uh, have a look at it today and leave comments if you like, ask us some questions. We just look forward to giving you that, that valuable resource and thanks for listening. Yep. And there will be a link to that in the show notes as well, correct? Yeah, of course. And because there's a link to literally everything in the show notes, <laughs> right. uh, to every part of the internet. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you all next week when Benny talks about the right and the wrong times to correct your dog. See you then. Also, if you're listening to this show on Stitcher, please give us a pause up now. Remember, the show notes for this episode are available at discoveryourdog.com slash episode 050. You're tracking your progress, not stalking your dog. That's a good show. I like this. We need to shake it up more often. Shake it up. Shake it. Flippity floppity. <laughs> <sighs> Why am I so brain dead right now? <laughs> the list is long, sir. <laughs>